Thank you so much for listening to the podcast Dead Drama with me, Josh Jones. This episode is going to be a juicy one because it's about Marie Antoinette. She was a very extravagant woman who loved to spend money while everybody in her kingdom was really struggling. This was during the time of the French Revolution and bitch, she was hated, very hated by the public. So there's lots of drama in this one. I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you so much. I love drama. It feeds my soul. Give me that conflama, especially if it's old. Give me all that drama made to last. Give me all that drama straight up out of the past. Give me all that drama straight up out of Hello, I hope everybody is doing well and in a positive, happy mood as much as you can be. I've been in a very strange mood all day. It's took me all day to sit down to record this podcast because I just had too much energy and I've just been running around my flat with no top on listening to Queen. I can't stop singing that song. Who wants to live forever? Who wants to love forever? And I keep listening to it. But I've been in a weird singing mood all week. I think it's because the sun's out. And I'm like, yeah. But I was listening to ABBA the other day. And I was like naked in my room. I just got out of the shower. But I had my phone in my hand. And I was like swinging around dancing to ABBA on my own. And the phone just like swung out of my hand. And I smashed the screen. (laughs) Which is annoying. It's the second thing I've nearly broke this week. Because... I, I don't know, I put it on my Instagram story, if anyone follows me on Instagram, I don't know. But um, I was spraying the sides and polishing the windowsill and all the sides. And I used the same cloth to just wipe down the telly and the telly stand and stuff like that. But then after I did that, I realised that I wasn't actually using polish and I was like spraying everything with oven cleaner which is not good because if you look at the oven cleaner bottle it says that everything's poisonous and you need to wear a mask and gloves and I was just spraying it all over the tell well I didn't spray the telly I sprayed the cloth and then wiped the telly down but then I was like dead worried that I broke the telly and um I got a wet dishcloth and just like rinsed out and put some soapy water on it and then started wiping down the teller and then I dried it with a towel and the telly still works so it's not that bad of a mistake but my body might be infected with oven cleaner but I'm still kicking so let's carry on with the episode woohoo um, what have I been up to since I spoke to you last? Oh, I went and got my Greggs that I told you about on the last episode saying that I was going to get a Greggs. I went and got it. So I've, this is the longest time I've not had Greggs. I used to get Greggs all the time because especially while you're gigging, it's just the easiest thing to get while you're travelling about everywhere. And I went in the shop and I was just so excited all morning because I was like, oh, I'm going to get a vegan steak bake. It's going to be marvellous. And I was expecting it to go in my mouth and it would be like fireworks and be like, no, 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 no. 
and it would be amazing. And then when I bit into it, it was cold. And I realised the distance I've had from Greg's made me realise, do you know what? Greg's, I love a pasta and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Greg's, he doesn't treat us good enough. He does not treat us good enough. Greg needs to step his pussy up because... I'm paying my money for some food and it should be warm. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I might just not eat Greg's from now on until they start keeping the food in warm places. Because I was so excited. And I was I was just disappointed. It wasn't cold. It was lukewarm. But I don't know. I just put too much pressure on it being amazing. And it just didn't live up to it. And then I was disappointed. If any of you have had the same experience, get in touch with me. We should do a big letter to Greg's and saying, do you know what, Greg, we love you. Because we do. We've loved you for ages. We think you're amazing. But sometimes you just need to keep your food warm because it's not good enough. Or if it's cold, at least knock 50p off. So the pubs are going to open again. But we still don't know when we're allowed to do live performances again so I don't know when I'll be doing stand-up which is annoying because I really want to be on stage and I miss it so much but mainly because I just really want to spend money and I want to buy loads of clothes it's annoying because when you're not working that's when you like really want to spend money and I've just been looking at loads of stuff online loads of clothes that I want there's this really expensive um, trimmer that is designed for testicles and it doesn't tear how amazing but the whole kit is like 80 pounds which is probably too expensive but I really want to do that and just buy loads of clothes and I want one of those fridges with an ice machine but I've got nowhere to put that anyway but yeah just because I'm not earning money I really 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 want to spend everything which is annoying but this week's episode is about Marie Antoinette and she also loved to spend money. Marie Antoinette was born on the 2nd of November 1755 in Austria where she was raised. That's where she spent a lot of her childhood because her mother was the Empress of Austria and her father was the Holy Roman Emperor, which is a very fancy title. When she was growing up, she wasn't the most well-behaved child. She got in quite a lot of trouble off her tutors. There's a quote from one of her tutors saying that she is rather lazy and extremely frivolous. She is hard to teach. That is extremely relatable because I didn't do too well in school neither and when I saw that quote on one of the documentaries I watched I was like okay well I should get a quote from my teacher so this is a quote from when I was at school it was on the 25th of May 2007 I don't know how old I would have been I would have been like 14 I was born in December 1992 so was I 14? I don't know. Maybe if I paid more attention at school, I would have known. But this is one of my old school reports. Joshua always wears the correct school uniform. Well, obviously, I'm not going to make myself look a fool. But he says, Joshua always wears the correct school uniform. He does not always pay full attention and needs to be reminded to listen. He has a good relationship with other members of the class, but far too often acts a clown during lessons and tends to be extremely destructive and often insolent. His punctuality is appalling. 
And then underneath it says on the targets, he must act on the advice given in this report and settle down to some consistent hard work before it is too late. That's very dramatic. He must aim for better punctuality and behaviour. Okay, so I wasn't the most well-behaved child like Marie Antoinette. I was a bit naughty. But I'm going to defend myself a little bit. I did act the clown in class, but this was later on when I got to like year nine, year ten, because I realised that if I acted the clown, it stopped them from bullying me and calling me a faggot, which happened so much And like year seven, year eight, it was fucking awful and people treated me like shit. But then I realised I could make everyone laugh and the bullying wasn't as bad. I mean, it still happened, but it wasn't as bad. So that's why I acted like a dickhead. And the reason I was late is because I used to sell cigarettes in school and I would stand outside of school waiting for people to come in and buy the cigarettes. And so basically, I was a good businessman. So my old year nine teacher needs to get off my ass and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm joking. I wonder if they're still alive. I don't know. We actually ended up getting on by year 11 because I calmed down a bit and I wasn't as drunk like crazy. Well, I say that. I'm talking to myself in a cupboard, so I'm obviously not that sane. Um, But yeah, Marie Antoinette didn't behave that well in school but we're not going to roll that against her because a lot of us were dickheads in school but grow up to be nice people and stop being dickheads so let's not hold that against her too much the empress of austria marie's mother knew that she needed to make a alliance with france so she used her daughter and arranged for marie antoinette to get married And Marie was only 14 years old when she got married. And I know this was in the 1755, but I just can't believe somebody would make the 14-year-old daughter get married. So Marie was dead excited to go to France and leave Austria and see a different country. And on the way there, they made her get dressed up in the French clothes, which were extremely extravagant. The French were so over the top and they like powdered her hair and did a face with all the makeup and just really did her up and she loved it. She was absolutely living her best life. And then she met the king of France and she was marrying his grandson who was next in line and when she met the king the king approved of her was like yeah this is a good fit they got on really well apparently he found her very charming because you know she was outgoing she loved to chat she probably wasn't the best chat because she didn't pay attention in school so she didn't know anything she was probably just going through an instagram and being like oh my god do you like the kardashians that's probably all she was chatting about but she was lovable i think people in the royal courts found her quite entertaining but her future husband, Louis, was not happy. I think he just fucking hated her. He found her really just annoying. And they didn't get on at all on their first meeting. And the day after they met for the first time was the day they got married. So they met one day and then the next day they were getting married. And Louis apparently had a face like a smacked ass all day. He was not happy about it. And they just didn't really have anything in common. The wedding, oh, they did that horrible thing that they used to do back then where a part of the wedding ceremony was 
getting the groom and the wife and everybody follows them to the bed chamber and they get them like ready for bed and people are just stood outside the bedroom door being like go on bang do it do it which is so much pressure and I just don't know how you could manage to have sex and be in the mood when your mum and your dad and your priest are on the other side of the door going go on son get in there oh it's just it's horrible it's just weird go away but they didn't consummate the marriage that night the rumor is that they didn't consummate the marriage for seven years and there's different reasons that people have been speculating about over the years one of the reasons is that they were just really young and they didn't know what they were doing another thing was that they just didn't like each other they were so different she'd be up all night partying having all these extravagant parties because everybody in the french royal court just used to party that's all they used to do just have these massive parties dress in lovely clothes and get pissed all day which sounds like a treat but he wasn't really a big party animal he used to like to go to bed before midnight he used to do woodwork not woodwork metal work he used to make keys and make stuff out of metal which you know whatever floats your boat and he used to go hunting another thing that people said which i think is the most believable one and the one that most people historians do believe is that he suffered from phimosis which was a thing that made it really painful every time you had sex so if he did have sex it it really really hurt him i wouldn't wish that condition on anyone Even though Marie Antoinette's mother still lives in Austria and Marie was living in France, they still got on really well and they spoke all the time through letters. But Marie's mum was a bit pushy and she was really annoyed that Marie was not having sex with her husband, sending letters saying that it's your duty as a wife. And it's like, oh, back off. She's only a teenager. Why are you trying to pimp her out? But they're also desperate for them to make an heir so that they can have this alliance. But it's still just so weird because why would you want your family getting involved in your sex life? Just stay away. And another thing that Marie's mum did was send Marie's brother from Austria to France to stay with them for a couple of days. And Marie's brother was having a private conversation with Louis and nobody knows exactly what was said in that conversation. The big thing that everybody thinks he was saying is, you need to start banging Marie, which is so strange. Why would your brother get involved in yours and your husband's sexual relationship? He was like, you need to start having sex with her. It's like, ugh. If my brother tried to get involved and started speaking to someone I was sleeping with saying, oh, you need to start shagging him more or doing that, I'd be like, get away, you absolute pervert. Back off. Get away. I remember a few years ago, I was probably about 23, 24, and I was at my grand's house and my brother was there and it was in the summer, so I was wearing shorts and my brother hasn't seen me in shorts for years because I moved out when I was a teenager and he moved out when he was about 17 and he is older than me by five years. So he's not really seen me walking about in shorts since I was a teenager and he goes, oh, I just... Isn't it weird seeing you with hairy legs? I'm like, well, no, because I'm in my 20s, you weirdo. And still stop looking at my legs. That's weird. Don't talk about my legs. Weirdo. 
obviously that's nowhere near as bad as what Marie's brother was doing. Like, why would you get involved in your sister's love life? Back off. So the king, Louis's grandfather, died. And then Louis and Marie Antoinette became king and queen. And she was only 19 years old when this happened. That's too much power for a 19-year-old. Imagine turning up to work and the big CEO multi-millionaire was a 19 year old and there was like I need you to do this I need you to do that I'd be like I need you to shut your fucking mouth and listen to your elders you cheeky little fucker but you can't say that to a 19 year old especially when the queen and they can knock your bloody block off at this point this was a really bad time for France economically. They were not doing well money-wise. They've had really bad weather for the last couple of years, so not much of the crops were growing. And then they were just raising prices on everything and taxing all of the working-class people. But the top 2%, so 1% of that was all the lords and ladies and the other percent was the clergy. And those 2% were just living the best life, having parties after parties, while the 98% of the population was struggling so much and they just kept rising their taxes whilst they was having these extravagant parties. And this is why Marie Antoinette was so important in the French Revolution because she became the face of like extravagantness and the upper class who were just using the working class's taxes to pay for this ridiculous life that they're living. And there's no remorse about it. There's no empathy for working class people. And you're just letting all these families struggle People are dying because they can't afford to feed the kids. None of the crops are growing. And you're there dressing in these amazing, amazing outfits. And that is why she's so hated. But some of her outfits are legendary. And she's a fashion icon even now. She used to have the biggest wigs, wigs piled on top of each other. One of the wigs that she wore once had one of those fake ships in it, like a pirate ship, and it was just weaved into a wig, and it was just stood up about three foot tall. Some of her wigs were stacked so high that she could hide vases in them and fill the vases with water, and then she could have flowers in her hair, and they would stay fresh all day because they had water in the wig, which is so weird because you won't be able to look down and you just get water on your head. It remind when I heard that, it reminded me of I don't know if this is too niche or if anybody ever watched Ladder to Lady, which was on ITV two about fifteen years ago. And they'd get like loads of chavy girls who would go out every night getting absolutely bladdered and they'd take them to a girls' finishing school and try and turn them into proper ladies and they have to speak properly and talk like this. But one thing they had to do was balance a load of books on their head and that's what it reminded me of Marie Antoinette. Because you wouldn't be able to do anything. How can you pee? The sound of the water splashing about in the wig would make you want to wee all the time. And then you can't wee. Because when you get in a position, you, you know that you're just going to pour water on yourself. But she used to wear the biggest dresses. If you've ever seen a photo of her, you know like the style that she had was these two 
big sides coming out of her hips. She padded her hips so much. It looked like two sidecars. Do you remember those motorbikes with the sidecars? Like, she was the motorbike and there was a sidecar on each side of her. But the worst thing was she had no shame in it. So she was walking around wearing all these expensive dresses and the diamonds everywhere. Diamonds, well not diamonds, but diamonds. Massive real diamonds all over. Big massive diamond necklaces. And then she was plodding about wearing all that crap while everyone in France was starving to death. So... As you can understand, the public were like, fuck this shit. These royal fuckers need to go home. We don't need a royal family. This is getting ridiculous. And this was one of the reasons that started the French Revolution. She became the face of rich dickheads spending money on themselves and not caring that the people in their own country are dying. And that was what the French Revolution was about. It was like, fuck this. We need to take control of our own lives down with the moniker. Marie's mum started to get a bit worried about Marie's public image because she was just dressing too swanker. So Marie's mum sent her a letter and the letter went, as you know, I have always been of the opinion that fashion should be followed in moderation but should never be taken to extremes. A beautiful young woman, a graceful queen, has no need for such madness. On the contrary, simplicity of dress is more befitting and more worthy of a queen. I love my little queen and watch everything you do and feel I must not hesitate to draw your attention to this little frivolter. Frivolter? I think that's the word. I also nearly said hesitate wrong. And just as you know, if you listened to this before, I'm not the best reader. And I've proven that even more on this episode with that old school report. It's my own fault. I was a little shit. I try and read. I'm reading books and stuff to try and get a bit better. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Marie's mum's letter. So Marie's mum was trying to draw attention to the fact that you basically stop dressing like by George. You need to be a bit more relatable because their taxes is paying for your clothes and you're walking around in diamonds while they're all starving to death. They're not going to like this. You need to play to them a little bit more and focus on your public image. Also, Marie had this other house that they wasn't living in and she paid two million francs to do it up, which obviously back then would have been fucking bajillions. So she's spending all this money and she was getting a really bad reputation. Flyers started getting sent around France and there was posters going up of what Marie Antoinette dressed like, which just enraged everybody in France. who was like, why the fuck is she dressing like that when I can't afford to eat bread? Everybody hated that she bought this house and then spent all that money on it. And then as well, there was rumours that one of the reasons she bought that house is because she was having an affair. The man she was rumoured to have an affair with, she met him in 1774 and they got on swimmingly and there was friends for years. His name was Alex von Fersen and he was a Swedish diplomat and there was lots of rumours that they were banging. He sent her a letter saying that he loved her. So come on, they definitely, they definitely shagged. I think they did. 
He went to America for a couple of years to fight over there and he was still sending letters while he was there as well. While he was in America, more drawings were being made of her and put on posters and put all around all the different towns in France and posters all over Paris of her dressing really fancy and she would refuse to dress down. She just didn't see how that annoyed everyone and didn't see how that was just pissing everybody off. I think she had no empathy. I think that was what Marie Antoinette's problem was, was she just lived her life living off the taxes and she thought, well, I'm royalty, you're supposed to starve, I'm supposed to wear these fancy dresses and have parties and that's just the way it is and if you don't like it, lump it and that's the way her mind fought and she just wouldn't budge and start dressing a bit more normal and another drawing of her was put on a poster and then everyone was just like, do you know what, that's it and this was at the beginning of the French Revolution on July the 14th, 1789 900 people in France stormed the Bastille isn't that the name of a band now? I wonder if that's where they got the name from. It must have been. But they stormed the Bastille and that's where loads of prisoners of war was kept and loads of noble people who broke the law, that's where they were all kept. And loads of weapons, like loads and loads of guns and swords. So much armoury was kept there and 900 of the French people stormed it and took over and robbed all the weapons. And then this just kept going on. And then a few months later, there was thousands and thousands of people in the streets. Marie and Louis were in their castle in Versailles. 10,000 people marched from Paris to Versailles and marched to their castle. And this is where the rumour, because there's a big quote from Marie Antoinette. Her famous quote is that there was loads of people outside the castle marching and protesting and everyone was just so angry and she apparently asked what are they so angry about and someone explained to her oh they're hungry and her reply was let them eat cake but apparently that's just a rumour and she didn't actually say that. I wouldn't be surprised if she did say it though because she's just not got a clue about real people's struggles and they were crying out for help because they were starving and she just goes, oh, just give them some cake, you know, get them out of here. Like they were annoying trick-or-treaters at the door asking for some boiled sweets. The protesters managed to get into the castle and they killed Marie Antoinette's bodyguards and they took a prisoner, her, her husband, the king, Louis, and their eight children. Because even though they didn't bang for the first seven years, then when they did start banging, they had eight kids. So they took the whole royal family from their castle and they took them to Paris. Because if they were in Paris, they couldn't avoid what was going on in their own country. If they're in their little castle in the countryside, they'll just pretend it's not happening. But the people knew that if they saw it, that they can't ignore that people of France are just starving. But when they was being taken from their castle to Paris, they were in a carriage surrounded by thousands of protesters. But the bodyguards' heads were chopped off and put on spikes marching down the street. It's very, a little bit 
throwing it back to the Vlad the Impaler episode. Very that. People used to just love putting bodies on sticks. It was strange. So they were taken back to Paris. And at this point, Louis was still king. But he didn't technically have any power. Because the French Assembly now has taken up all the power. So they stripped Louis of all of his power. But he was still there. And he went to meetings with the French Assembly. And he was just like the head of state. But didn't really have any say of what was going on. But Louis wanted to try and make peace with the French Assembly and he wanted to stay king. But Marie hated the French Assembly and she called them beasts and said that she just hated them. And because she was so up her own ass and posh and rich and the queen, she didn't really understand why working class people should have equality and should have all this stuff. She, She really just thought that they should do what they was told and she should live her life the way she wants to live it. And she wanted to try and escape from Paris. So her and her rumoured lover, Axel, came up with a plan for her to escape from Paris. And she was going to escape with her husband and the children. And the plan was for them to go in carriages that wasn't as fancy. So they'd be able to just sneak across the border without anybody knowing who they were. But because she is so up her own ass and just loves the extravagant lifestyle, she was like, I'm not travelling in a normal carriage. I'm better than that. We're travelling in style and we're going in big carriages with gold on the side. And they're going to have tables in the carriages big enough to have big silver service meals. And there's going to be a wine cupboard and everything I'm not slumming it while we're escaping France. She was so up her own ass, she couldn't just smack a hoodie on, get like some pumas and some umbro trackies. No one's going to be looking at you in them. And then just sneak across the border and no one will know you're there. But no, you need to have your stupid massive wigs with flowers coming out the side, your big hipped dress, your fancy carriages with silver service. All that stuff is going to draw attention to you. But no one could tell her this. She wouldn't listen to reason. And they ended up getting caught. Because someone looked in the carriage and was like, oh, that's the king. But they ended up getting caught because of her. She was the one who insisted. No, we're not escaping the country in a shitty little carriage. We're going in the royal carriage. Then everyone's going to know that you're the royals. I mean, how stupid are you, Marie Antoinette? Bloody hell. Have you not got any space for brain in those wigs or those hip pads? So then Louis, the children and Marie Antoinette got captured and they was put in the medieval temple tower fortress. Which sounds like something out of Dungeons and Dragons, even though I've never played. But I used to live with a load of nerdy housemates when I was at uni. And they was in this like Viking group where they would go and dress as Vikings. So we had a cellar in our uni house and the cellar was just full of spears and shields. I remember having like a naked photo shoot with one of the shields. It wasn't a professional photo shoot. It's just me drunk and my friend took it on the phone and I was holding in a spear and I had a shield in front of my crotch. I wasn't naked, he had underwear on, but I made it look like I was naked. I have quite nerdy friends and they all used to play Dungeons and Dragons. I remember watching them once and it looked fun, but it was a long game. They was playing this Dungeons and Dragons game and it they was doing it every week for months and it was still the same game. 
Who's got time for that? So anyway, they was captured and put in the medieval Temple Tower Fortress. Louis was demoted, he was stripped of his title of king. And then in front of thousands and thousands of people, he had his head chopped off through the guillotine. The guillotine was so famous during the French Revolution. That's when it started. The first um, guillotine execution was on the 25th of April, 1792. And Louis was executed on the 21st of January, 1793. So not long after the first guillotine execution. Later that year, Marie Antoinette also got put on trial for treason and theft. And she was executed on the 16th of October 1793. Also by the guillotine. There was thousands of people at her execution. Everybody were there. It's like One Direction are turning the Christmas lights on. Everybody turned up. And the priest said to her, have some courage. And she said to the priest, courage, I have shown it for years. Think you I shall lose it at the moment when my sufferings are to end? Obviously, I feel sorry for her because she's getting her head chopped off, obviously. But also, she was very up her own ass. The reason she ended up getting killed is because she lived a life so extravagantly. And it ended up just annoying everybody because they were all so poor, but there was being taxed so high. And all the money was going on her wearing fancy wigs and fancy clothes and that's why they wanted your head on a stick and if you knew that that was why everybody wanted you dead you'd put on some jeggings so last week i spoke to comedian and friend hannah platt and i'm gonna ring her again now and this time we're gonna do some talking about marie antoinette here we go hello you okay yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm very warm, sat in my, um, my, uh, well, it's not, what is it? My office, which is a cupboard. Yeah, with no windows. With no windows, but it's quite warm. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm currently in a park and I've not got any shoes on and where I'm walking I've just stepped in some sticky grass and I'm worried that's where people have been going to use the bog and I've just stepped in it. Did you leave the house with shoes? Yeah, yeah, I've just taken it off because I'm a free spirit, you know, on a field. On your own? No, no, I'm with Tom and Lucy. All right, okay. Oh, thank you yeah, for no, the I'm invite. Just, I'm not having a breakdown. Like. <laughs> oh, are they, are they wearing shoes? We've all got our shoes off. Oh, are you drinking? Yeah, but we're not We're not drunk. We're just taking our shoes off because it's warm. Oh, no, I'm just saying. I'm not invited. Oh, okay. I'm not yeah, invited. Yeah. <laughs> You were, I thought you were. You are invited. I've literally just got here. All right. Well, I've got to edit this podcast anyway. Oh, well, it's fine then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I've, I, what do you know about Marie Antoinette? So, I know that the let them eat cake thing isn't true. Oh, yeah. But... I know that isn't true. I only yeah. found that out today. The weird fact that I don't know if you've talked about already that I was going to say. Do you know about the proxy marriage? No. Oh, my God. So this is, like, the weirdest thing. So, you know, um, it kind of reminds me of, you know, when Henry VIII married Anne of Cleves. Yeah. And he was besotted with, like, a picture of her, like, a painting. And then when she got there, she didn't look like the painting. And yeah. And he didn't catfish. Yeah. But 
and then he was trying to like annul the marriage and stuff it's kind of a similar thing so it feels like because of things like that they would get married without meeting each other so they would have a proxy wedding where they would both have marriages in their own countries and they would get married separately and then when they met they would sign it and that would be because they didn't want louis to pull out when he saw her oh no but on the documentary i watched he said that they met the day before no they had a real marriage they had like a real wedding yeah but to try and get like the actual you know like the paperwork done they had a proxy marriage so it was like the the wedding was just for like the ceremony Oh, the wedding. But they were actually married separately, and um, oh. Mary Antoinette's stepping husband was her brother. Oh. Yeah, so she had a proxy marriage to her, but was it Ferdinand? Was that his name? That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> so they just had like a little fake wedding where she fake married her brother. That is so strange because a. Oh, but she's not married to a brother. No, no, he was just like a stand-in, you that, know, like... That's so... He, like, Louis wasn't available, so they got her brother to step in because they were in the same country, and then when she went to go and meet him, then they had a ceremony. But, do you, yeah, do she, you know she what... had, like, a, a play wedding to her brother. Do you know what makes that even worse? When they were married, they wasn't banging for years, and... Yeah, wasn't it, like, seven years? Yeah, and a brother turned up to France and basically had a conversation with Louis saying, like, you need to bang my sister. <laughs> but now it's like, oh, maybe he wanted to bang his sister. He consummated the marriage for him. Oh, but <laughs> that is vile as well. So it's like... Yeah, didn't it? So they did all... The wedding stuff separately and then did a like a the ceremony was for show it's like when people go on like get married abroad and then when they come back they have like a shitty reception for the people who couldn't afford to get a plane yeah yeah and when they just do like they do it at, like a registry or the town hall or something so they've got like the actual documents oh. so it was like they did their abroad wedding with their brother and then when she got to France. She did the the registry office when. Oh my gosh! Yeah, bizarre. I also read when she actually got married and they had like the the actual ceremony. Um, like, one hundred and thirty people died because of the fireworks. Really? See, I yeah. Well, I didn't hear that at all. There was one thing I watched and they talked about a wedding for 10 minutes and no one mentioned that. Apparently it was a shit wedding. Yeah, did you did you hear about the thing where, like, when she was signing the document, some ink blotted out her name and everyone was like, oh my god. Yeah, apparently it's bad luck if the ink drops. Yeah, I heard that. I think it's bad luck when you get married in your home country to your brother first. Yeah, I think it's weird. I wonder who he did his little private wedding with. Yeah, I don't know. His mom. Maybe he didn't have to do one because he was the bloke. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, so but, yeah. She, she did a practice wedding with her brother. Yeah. Oh, that's so strange. Yeah, really weird. Especially now you've told me that he was the one who was like, come on, get it up for it. Yeah. It's weird because back then, and they did it on their wedding, like the mum and the priest and the dad and their auntie and uncles would take them all to bed on the wedding night and stand outside the door. 
Yeah, and wasn't there like a thing about the sheets as well? They would like hang the bloody sheets outside. Yeah, to be like, oh, she's, yeah, they used to do that. Well, they obviously didn't do that on her wedding day because she, they didn't. She didn't, they didn't bang? Yeah, they didn't bang. But apparently they didn't bang because he had this thing where every time they had sex, it'd be painful. All right. It wasn't like pressure of performance. No, for seven years. Well, they didn't have, like, um, erection pills then. You don't know. We don't know what have happened. Yeah, maybe Yeah, maybe you just needed some Viagra or something. I don't really know. Maybe you knew that he'd never live up to a brother. (laughs) That's Stud Ferdinand. Yeah, maybe she's like, oh, a damn brother. (laughs) Lie back and think of your brother. Oh, that's fire. (laughs) Um. Anyway, thank you. I'll let you go back to the sun. All right. Enjoy your tiny office. Yeah, I will. Tell Thomas and hello. I um, will do. I'll... I won't tell Lucy though. Oh, tell Lucy I said hello <laughs> as well. Um. Okay. I'll speak to you later. All right. See you soon. Bye. 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 So thank you so much, Hannah Platt. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit offended that I didn't get invited to come on the field and take my shoes off. If you like the episode, please leave it good reviews and all, wherever you're listening to your podcasts on. If Give me a good review on iTunes, tell everyone about it. If you have any suggestions about who you want me to do an episode on, I do have an email that I've created just for the podcast that you can contact me on. And that email is deaddramacontact at gmail.com. All one word, deaddramacontact at gmail.com. So again, thank you very much to the lovely Hannah Platt for letting me phone her while she's having fun in the sun without me, bitch. And thank you for listening to the podcast Dead Drama with me, Josh Jones. Have a lovely week. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye, bye. I love drama. It feeds my soul. Give me that conflama, especially if it's old. Give me all that drama made to last. Give me all that drama straight up out of the past. Give me all that drama straight up out of.